everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Jackson McCurry, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Anthony Jokey. Anthony, how are you, brother? I'm doing really well, and it's a very exciting week because the NFL returns on Thursday night, and the Browns' first Browns game is on Sunday, and we're getting really close to our 250th episode, and we have a, a great one lined up for that, but... You know, it's just uh, a fun time to be a football fan, and, um, you know, it's just uh, it's a great time of the year. That's for damn sure. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys are listening to this, this is being released on Wednesday. Today, this episode, we are going to preview the NFC conference. Um, Thursday, the AFC preview will come out, and then Friday is our 250th episode, like Anthony mentioned. We have a very special guest. I'm not going to give it away. If you've listened to the podcast long enough, he's been one of our frequent guests on here. So you kind of go back, look through the archive kind of, and you can probably determine who's going to be on there. But uh, like I mentioned today, we're going to preview the NFC. um, And usually we will actually, what we'll do at the end of this episode, instead of picking the division winners, Anthony and I are going to each pick our top four contenders. We're going to say three or four maybe five. I mean, just depending on if we think the gap is that close in this conference, but uh, we're going to do this on both the NFC and the AFC uh, episodes. And then while, and whoever we rank number one, Anthony, I think it's fair to say that's who we think is going to represent the NFC. And then in the AFC episode as the uh, conference champions in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think, I think that sounds pretty fair and a, a good way to do it this time. Absolutely. So we're starting with the NFC, Anthony. Um, and obviously, if we're starting with the NFC, you got to start with the defending Super Bowl champion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, obviously, what a dominant season they had last year. Tom Brady coming down there, joining a team that was already stacked with talent on both sides of the football, and they put it all together. Bruce Arians finally wins the Super Bowl after being an assistant coach for so many years with the Colts, the Browns, the, uh, the Steelers. He, he, you know, he was a head coach out in Arizona, got close with Carson Palmer, uh, then finally got to the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. And, you know, they come back, Anthony, and everybody's back. I think this is the first team in NFL history to retain all 22 starters from the previous year. And, you know, you would have to make them the the favorite, not only in the NFC, but the entire NFL going into 2021. 
you know, it's it's very hard not to. And you know, we, you and I've had the discussion many times. Like, why why do people bet against Tom Brady? And you know, going into last season, you didn't know exactly how it was going to work with uh, him joining a new team, not being in New England for the first time in his career. Uh, he goes down there, and obviously they had you know uh, the Super Bowl championship, so uh, I, things worked out clearly. And uh, that that team is just a great mixture of offense. They invested in their offensive line with draft picks uh, last uh, the last off season. So um, they have a tremendous pass rush on that team. It's just very hard to, to say that uh, you can bet against these guys. And um, I, I I honestly think that you know that they're going to be right in the mix to being in that uh, NFC Championship game when. Uh, this season is all said and done again. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, you know, I get the tweets constantly and reports and fantasy apps about from all the types of teams. And the one thing that uh, really caught my eye on Tuesday morning was Bruce Arians told reporters that Antonio Brown, who he coached in Pittsburgh when he was the offensive coordinator there, looks like the Antonio Brown of four or five years ago. Now we don't know how he is mentally, but if we're going to see the Antonio Brown, of four or five years ago when he was the best receiver in the National Football League, and he's the third receiver behind a Mike Evans and a Chris Godwin. Anthony, this offense with those three receivers, with Rob Gronkowski, uh, with Fournette and Ronald Jones in the backfield, and of course the GOAT Tom Brady at quarterback, this could be one of the most explosive offenses of NFL history, not to mention, like you mentioned, their defense with Nadama Kinsu, Devin White, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, or Antoine Winfield Jr. I mean, there is talent all across the board on that team. Shaq Barrett, Levante David. I mean, this could be a team that you talk about the teams that have a chance to go undefeated. We'll talk about a team in the AFC tomorrow, obviously. But Tampa Bay could run the table because their division's not looking as strong as previous years and the array of talent they have on both sides of the ball. 17-0 and could be a strong possibility with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, you know how how crazy would it be that uh, you know Tom Brady could be part of two of those undefeated regular season teams. Um, you know they they have a lot of talent. There, there's no doubt about that. And uh, like you mentioned, they returning all 22 starters um, in in the same system for another year. It, it's just going to be very hard to bet against these guys week to week. And the the NFC is not as uh, top heavy as um, as the AFC is, so you know there there's certainly in that division as well. You know you look at those other teams in that division going through growing pains. Uh, the Saints have a new starter uh, at, at quarterback this year. Uh, the Falcons are are, are not going to be great. The Carolina Panthers we'll see. Um, you know with Sam Darnold going down there. Uh, to be their quarterback this year, but it, it's pretty clear that they're going to win that division, and it, it's um, I, I can certainly see at least 14, 15 wins in the regular season for Tampa Bay this year. Without question, without question, I think you know the only thing that would hurt them is the the depth behind these starters and the fact that they are an aging team. You know, I listed some of those starters off, and a lot of these guys are in their mid to late thirties. Sue Brady, obviously Brady's entering his mid forties already. Uh, Antonio Brown's getting up there in age. Uh, Jason Pierre Paul's getting up in age. Uh, Mike Evans entering year seven. I mean, there's Rob Gronkowski is an aging veteran as well. It's like, there's a lot of 
you know, wear and tear on some of these guys' bodies, and will they be able to withhold 17 games? Well, that's yet to be determined, and we'll definitely see. Anthony, you know, we go to our next team, the Green Bay Packers, and they were probably the team that was under the microscope the most during the offseason. Obviously, uh, with the situation with Aaron Rodgers uh, that unfolded from draft day all the way through the offseason, it was probably the most talked about storyline of the offseason. Was Rodgers going to hold out? Was he going to retire? Was he Were the Packers going to ultimately trade him and go with Jordan Love? Ultimately, they settled things, and this is, quote-unquote, the last dance. I think for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, because uh, after this year, he pretty much gets to determine where he's going to get to go, whether it's, you know, the Packers ultimately deciding to trade him or him pretty much saying, trade me here or I retire. So this is going to be a situation to watch because most of the Packers squad is back. And obviously Aaron Rodgers is back. So you have to put them in Super Bowl contention when you talk about the NFC contenders for sure. Yeah, you definitely have to. You know, they have uh, some very good weapons. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams, Valdez Scantling, Robert Tunyon, uh, Aaron Jones at running back. But the biggest question for them is going to be their offensive line. They don't have Bakhtiari to start the season. He's going to be out. Uh, they placed him on the pup list, so he's still recovering from that. Uh, I think it was an ACL injury. Um, it's not ACL or Achilles. I can't remember which one it was, but he's still recovering from that. Uh, they're starting two rookies on their offensive line, uh, at center and right guard, Josh Myers, Royce Newman. Um, so that, that's going to be the biggest question mark. And when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, um, you have to protect him. and not having your starting left tackle miss, uh, having starting two rookies in the interior, it's going to be a big challenge for them. And I, that's their biggest question mark going into the season. Now, if those guys work out um, until, you know, back to yard can get back and you know, maybe they move um, their back at left tackle to help them out somewhere else. If they could somehow, you know, make it work for a little bit until back to yard gets back and, and protect Aaron Rodgers, I, I think that, you know, they'll be right up there. Um, there's certainly going to be some growing pains with those two rookies. So, uh, that's obviously their their biggest question mark to me on uh, if they can compete in the NFC. Yeah, without question. I mean, the, their defense is back uh, as a whole. Um, there's no like new parts and pieces except first round pick Eric Stokes, who will be backing up Kevin King at the start of the year. They also got a new defensive coordinator there. So obviously Mike Pettin left after the last season. Uh, the Browns fans know him quite well. Joe Barry takes over as defensive coordinator. So there's going to be interesting uh, to see how he utilizes the talent there on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, outside of the pack or outside of the Buccaneers, uh, the Packers are definitely the second best team in that conference. Um, and what I'm quoting it as the last dance, because not only did Aaron Rodgers post something, but uh, the uh, picture of Jordan and Pippen, but so did Devontae Adams, who's obviously, you know, they were out of contract talks. And then once Rodgers got his situation settled, uh, they opened up extension talks again. Who knows if they get a deal done? They would have to. Devontae Adams is definitely one of the three or four best receivers in the league. And if you're going to uh, put all your eggs in on Jordan Love, you're going to want to have uh, a significant deep threat. And Devontae Adams is just that. So it's going to be interesting to see how that situation unfolds after the whole Aaron Rodgers one after this season. Um Moving on to the next team, the big, the other big storyline out of the NFC this year was uh, the Detroit Lions moving on from Matthew Stafford. It's clear they're going in a rebuilding direction. Uh, they trade him to the Los Angeles Rams. They get Jared Goff back. That's going to be interesting situation there in Detroit because 
he has no weapons surrounding him. Uh, it looks like this might be a one and one and done year for golf in Detroit. Maybe they move on after this year, but focusing on the Rams just a couple years ago, Anthony, they were in the Super Bowl um, with Sean McVay. He was the, you know, the, the next great NFL coach. And then the things with golf just did not transpire the way everybody thought they would in uh, Los Angeles. So they, they bring Matthew Stafford in who has always had the talent. It's just luck has not been on his side in Detroit. And now he gets a fresh start in Los Angeles with all these different uh, weapons like Robert Woods, Cooper cup. Um, the running back position is definitely question mark for them. The offensive line, they're kind of makeshifting it as they go along and they, they still have a stout defense despite losing John Johnson in free agency. Uh, you would think with Stafford there that the Rams are back in Super Bowl contention. Uh, but now we're finally going to see is Matthew Stafford as great of a talent as he showed in Detroit, or was it just uh, a mirage? Well, not only that, but, you know, a lot of this is going to be on, on Sean McVay too. Now, I think that Stafford um, and the the talent that he has around them, uh, regardless of, of the offensive line, I, I think that it, it's really going to come through. Uh, when you have, you know, a, a caliber defense uh, to complement the, the offense like the, the Rams do, I, it's certainly going to uh, be helpful uh, uh, in that situation. But, um, I, I think you're going to see a little bit uh, of a revitalized Matthew Stafford this year. He certainly has a chance to go out there and do something that he's never done, and that's go out and win a Super Bowl or attempt to win a Super Bowl. Win a uh, playoff. <laughs> that too, that too. And, and you know, I, I think he's certainly going to have that opportunity on this Rams team. And um, you know, I mentioned Sean McVay. It's going to be up to McVay to um, post, uh, you know, to, to – get Stafford in, in the right positions here. And I, I honestly think, Jack, that this could be a very interesting year for Sean McVay because it didn't work out with Jared Goff. If it doesn't work out with Matthew Stafford, I think that McVay could find himself on a hot seat. And, you know, recent history, you know, the Eagles fired Doug Peterson just a few years after winning a Super Bowl. And it's not unlike uh, NFL franchises to move on quickly. So I think that if it doesn't work this year in L.A., uh, Sean McVay could find himself on the way out. I don't know if that's like too quick to say. I feel like Les Snead is more on the hot seat than it is Sean McVay. Sean McVay is still young. He's only 35 years old. Like, I think there's time for him to con- there There's still room for him to grow as a head coach, still room for him to grow as an offensive play caller. Uh, I would put it more on Les Snead because he's really put all his eggs in the basket as the GM of the Rams. You know, trading first round picks for, um, Jalen Ramsey, you know, trading up to get Jared Goff. Now he's trading picks to get Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's put together a solid roster. I mean, you look at it outside of the running back position. I mean, you have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson at wide receiver. Tyler Higby's emerging as a tight end. The defense, you have Aaron Donald, you have Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I'm anxious to see Jordan Fuller stepping up. He's a team captain already in the first year since John Johnson's gone. Um, you know, they did spend a lot of money on Leonard Floyd. That was a question mark on Les Snead. Um, there's been questionable moves, and he's put all his eggs in a basket. So I feel like if anybody's on the hot seat, it's him. If they don't win, they maybe they move him out. McVay pairs himself with a young football executive where they can – you know, align philosophies and and what they believe in to build a football team. I don't think the door is going to completely close on Sean McVay. And if it does, 
somebody will snatch him up in 15 seconds and he can go build his team elsewhere. So it's definitely going to be something to watch. It is a big year for him and the Rams, especially with Stafford being there because Stafford's no spring chicken. He's been in, this is going on his like 12th or 13th season. So, um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch. I think the Rams are a dark horse Super Bowl team um, in the NFC for sure. It, it's just a matter of can they put it all together. Yeah, and and, and you know that that's that certainly falls on, on coaching staff. You know, there's they've put a lot of players on that team, a lot of high priced players. You know, they have maybe you know arguably the best defensive player in all of football, in Aaron Donald. So. Um, you know, they've done a good job of surrounding him and, and putting talent on offense, you know, like the the Packers, the offensive line going to hold up. Um, so certainly there, there's no shortage of talent on that team. It's just a matter of whether they can put it all together or not. For sure. Um, when we look at the rest of the NFC, Anthony, I mean, there's there are some stout teams in that um, in that conference for sure. I mean, you look right in the NFC West, Seattle, you can't mention them. You can't not mention them when you're talking about the NFC contenders because you have one of the best coaches in football and Pete Carroll. You have one of the best quarterbacks in um, Russell Wilson. They just re-signed Jamal Adams to a heavy contract. Uh, I mean, this is they're going to be right in the conversation. The San Francisco 49ers, I think, will be back, whether you know Jimmy Garoppolo gets them back into the playoffs or Trey Lance takes over at some point because I really am a believer in his talent. Um I mean, is there any other teams that come to mind when you talk about potential NFC contenders? You know, it's, it's weird because, you know, like the, the Dallas Cowboys are like always in that argument. You know, we'll see what Dak Prescott can do coming back from injury. Um, it, you know, it's, I don't know who's going to win that NFC East. I mean, it could be Washington. It, it could be Philly. It could be. Uh, the Giants, you just don't know. I mean, it, it could be another one of those years in that in that division where the, the winner is eight and nine or seven and ten or seven, eight and one. You just don't know uh, in that division because those teams beat up each other so much. And, uh, you know, I think it's probably one of the, the weaker divisions in football at the moment. And, you know, you certainly have a lot of question marks there. And, you know, if a team one of those teams gets hot maybe at the end um you know the cowboys i think are only realistically have a ch- are, are only ones realistically to have a chance at maybe coming out of the nfc um you know with with some of the talent that they have so uh, they're certainly on, on my radar um the the saints are an interesting team i know they have james Winston at quarterback um but the, the team that kind of really piques my interest jack are the Arizona Cardinals. They've done a lot to um, improve that defense, you know, signing J.J. Watt. Um, they have probably the best receiver in football. Kyler Murray was great last year. I, if that team can take the next step uh, in Arizona, uh, I, I think that they can certainly be a, a threat to some of those top teams uh, in the NFC. You want to talk about a coach on the hot seat. I think it's Cliff Kingsbury for sure. I mean, this is kind of a make or break year for him. It's year three that he's in Arizona. It's year three of Kyler Murray. They've put a lot around him. You mentioned, you know, they, they added JJ Watt to their defense. Uh, they did lose Patrick Peterson. You know, they have Byron Murphy and Robert Alford. We'll see how they step up. Buda Baker's one of the top safeties in football. Uh, anxious to see what Isaiah Simmons does, but then you have the 
the cloud of Chandler Jones once out of Arizona. And, you know, you haven't seen like big strides out of Cliff Kingsbury and Arizona in the last couple of years. And now you mentioned they added AJ Green. They have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they drafted Rondell Moore, I think, with the second or third round pick. Um, their offensive line is still a question mark to me with Humphreys, with Pugh, Rodney Hudson. They did add Rodney Hudson, who's one of the underrated centers in the game. Uh, they did draft Josh Jones out of Houston. He They slid him into right guard. I, I just have questions if Clint, Cliff Kingsbury is the right coach for that team. The talent is definitely there on paper. It's just, is Cliff Kingsbury the right coach? I would say he's definitely on the hot seat this year. Uh, you mentioned one of the teams I think that could be a dark horse in the NFC, and you talked about the NFC East, the Washington football team. I really I love this team on paper. Um, I've, I've always been a fan of Ron Rivera and what he brings as a head coach. Um, obviously, he's bring, he brings toughness to that football team and to that franchise that is undergoing a complete makeover in terms of their name, uh, in terms of leadership, everything from top to bottom. But you look at this roster – Ryan Fitzpatrick's their quarterback. That's obviously the ultimate question mark. He's always been hit or miss wherever he's gone throughout his long, lengthy NFL career with many stops along the road. They upgraded significantly at wide receiver, bringing in Curtis Samuel to pair up with Terry McLaurin. They drafted Dynami Brown in the middle rounds of the draft. Uh, Logan Thomas seems to be emerging as a tight end. Their offensive line is solid, led by Brandon Scherf. Their running back position's very dynamic with Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, and Jarrett Patterson, who they drafted out of the Buffalo, who I loved as a prospect. And then you talk about their defense, Anthony. Their front four is among the elite in the National Football League. Chase Young, his second year, expecting big things out of him. He could be fighting with the T.J. Watts, the Miles Garretts, the Aaron Donalds of the world for Defensive Player of the Year. And then their secondary very solid with Fuller, William Jackson, who they brought in from Cincinnati, and Landon Collins. This team on paper not only, could, I think, could win the NFC East, but they could easily, with their defense especially, they could knock off a Green Bay. They might even be able to rattle Tom Brady and upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a playoff game. It would not shock me, although I think they are a significant dark horse when we mentioned the other top teams. Washington football team dark horse for the Super Bowl in my eyes. And, and you know, it's the, the most important position to them is, uh, or the most important position in football is the biggest question. You know, they brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He, he can be solid and he can do some crazy things. You know, can he bring some Fitz magic to Washington? We'll see. Um, you know, he's had a, a lengthy career at this point and maybe he'll finally get that chance, uh, you know, to go all the way. But, um, I'm very curious to see what uh, Fitzpatrick will do uh, on the Washington football team this year. Without question. The last time he was in a, a solid place, I mean, you look back to Miami last year. Well, like Miami, he was solid, and it was interesting to see how they utilized both him and Tua. The previous year with Tampa Bay under Bruce Arians, I mean, he, he only started eight games. He put up some good numbers, some solid numbers. I mean, he's, he's surrounded by good coaching. I mean, in Washington, especially with Ron Rivera, um, trying to remember their offensive coordinator. I want to say it's North Turner's son, but you I mean, yeah, it's Scott Turner, who, I mean, if he learned anything from his dad, I mean, that offense with the weapons that they have, they, they could make some of They even added Adam Humphreys as, as well at wide receiver. So they're pretty, they're four deep at receiver. I mentioned Logan Thomas, like offensively, they, they got some weapons, they got some potential, but that, I think that defense is something that they can ride 
all the way to the playoffs and even beyond because that front four is going to create so much pressure and make things a little easily easier for the uh, secondary. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's certainly like you said it, that roster on paper is very talented. It's just can uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick put it all together because there's no other quarterback on that roster that'd be able to help him out. And can Fitzpatrick be the one to to lead that team to the, to the promised land this year? Yeah. So Anthony, as we wrap things up, um, go ahead and rank your NFC contenders. You can do top three, top five, however you want to go about it, and then I will do the same as well. Yeah, I. This is difficult because, um, I, I think it's it's very uh, top heavy. So you know, you're looking at Tampa Bay, Green Bay, uh, the Rams. Um, I think as like the top three, I'll, I'll say those are my top three. And then there, there's like uh, four or five below them that can make some noise, whether that be Seattle, Dallas, Arizona, Washington, um, maybe New Orleans. Um, I think that, that that would probably be it. Uh, you know, those top three, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, L.A., and then those – those other ones is kind of fighting for that uh, last spot there. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the top three, Tampa, Green Bay, the Rams, and then I'm going to go four. I'm going to go Seattle, and then I'm going to have a tie for fifth. I'm going to go San Fran, and then I'm going to go Washington. So I have top six, essentially, but I feel like San Fran and Washington are on the same level because – a lot of San Fran's defense is coming back after an injury plague 2021. And then there's questions at the quarterback position as well. Although I feel like whether it's Garoppolo or Lance, the talent is there enough to where they could definitely uh, sneak in and maybe play in the NFC title game. And as great as their defense was two years ago, if they come back healthy and as good as they were two years ago, they could sneak in and be the Super Bowl team as well. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode where we preview the NFC team uh, be soon, or look out for the AFC episode on Thursday. Look out for our 250th episode on Friday as we preview the Browns as a whole. We'll go ahead and sneak that one in and for that little sneak preview of what's going to come on that episode. But until next time, you can follow me at Jack McCurry08. You can follow Anthony at Anthony Jokey. Jokey is J O K I on Twitter. And you can follow the Dogland at the Dogland on Twitter as well as Facebook. And until next time, go Browns. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.